I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Got a busy weekend on oh, Friday. Yes. That's tomorrow. We've wow, got an tomorrow. impact. Yeah, I know. The week just goes by so quick. Flies by. I mean, like, once we get past basketball, the rest of the week just... <laughs> Just flies on by. by. Flies by. Uh, yeah, so we've got uh, Impact and SmackDown, sort of a dual watch-along situation tomorrow. It's bound for glory. And uh, we've got uh, – we should do – wait. Do, uh, oh, we have tomorrow's, tomorrow's Friday show. We'll do our predictions on our Friday show. For Bound for Glory, um, we should do our, our Extreme glory. Rules predictions tonight after Smash Zone for, and get them up on Friendo Club. We'll do that as well. Uh, Saturday, of course, we've got Extreme Rules, and we've got right after Extreme Rules. Oof. I don't know who has the worst. Have you noticed that ACW champion Alpha Zoe, he's got a show in the Bay Area in San Francisco mm-hmm. that has the same bell time as the ACW show. I appealed to him on Twitter. I said, look, we'll get you a helicopter. We need you here in Sacramento for the main event. Hopefully he's like, you know, he's opening the show, special attraction, ACW champion Alpha Zoe, opening mm-hmm. the show there uh, on, uh, on, on Saturday and then closing it out, ensuring that we get to purchase Action Coast Wrestling. Uh, we're planning on being there for that main event. We're going to be there, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll finish up our, our duties here uh, mm-hmm. at Going in Raw and then off we go. Helicopters waiting for us. Yeah. Uh, so that's going down. Well, I'm thinking and we then, need uh, it's like a 15 minute drive. So I think there's probably maybe tickets still available for Action Coast Wrestling. If you're like, yeah, no, I want to watch some live wrestling. Can't make it to Extreme Rules. I'm in the Sacramento area. Eventbrite, Action Coast Wrestling. Yes. Uh, it might still be listed under Action Coast Empire. I'm not sure. Just put in Action Coast. It'll show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It should show up. Anyways. Uh, so we got a, a packed weekend. Hopefully you'll join us for. Uh, 
some or all of that. Yeah. Be cool. Uh, let's talk about drama. You want to talk about drama? Sure. Let's talk about some drama. Of course, last night, Fightful broke the news shortly after Dynamite went on the air that uh, Andrade and Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Thank you, Steve. Got into a backstage scuffle after they were beefing on social media days prior. It's all kind of stemmed from Andrade doing an interview with Mas Lucha. Uh, where he talked about uh, Sammy being upset about how hard he was being hit um, in the ring. Anyways, so today we're getting some more details on how shit went down. So Fightful uh, added this morning that uh, both men had been warned prior to arriving at the venue yesterday, don't fight. And they told management, not fighting. And yet, fighting happened. (laughs) Uh, However, sources told Fightful that when Andrade arrived at the venue, he waited for Sammy and threw, quote, a couple punches before the scrap was broken up. Uh, Dave Melser offered up some more uh, potential details in the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, saying that he consistently heard from his stor- sources that Guevara didn't throw any punches, didn't even fight back. Even after Andrade started throwing hands, one source told Meltzer that Andrade spun Guevara around, Sammy pushed him, and that's when Andrade started pushing. Uh, apparently, like the, the the early narrative that went out to TMZ and such, uh, was was more so from Andrade's point of view. That's one thing Meltzer said. Um, Meltzer also said this as to why Andrade start, decided to escalate the beef with Sammy from arguing to fisticuffs. Uh, Meltzer speculated, and these transcripts come from Wrestling Inc. This is Meltzer's opinion. Quote, Andrade's trying to get fired. We all know that. I, mean, I don't think we all know that, Dave. <laughs> so far, he hasn't succeeded. When guys want to leave, some will go to great extremes to do that. It's happened at WB. Now the situation is on the other front where there's a few people, and it's not that many. It's like three that want to leave. There's different stories and whatever, and Andrade is one of them. So when we backtrack, and you know, even I had tweeted this out. Dave Meltzer tweeted this out, something similar. Couldn't this have been prevented? Seemingly, they did everything they could short of sending. Well, look, okay, what are you going to do? Send security out there. If both men have said, no, it's cool. We're going to come in and talk about this. If both men have said that, then do you still go overboard and say, hey, send security out there and make sure you intercept them. Make sure they don't dodge you so that they can find each other. Dude, a month ago, like Kenny Omega was getting bit in the locker room. Yeah. Yes, you have the escort into the building, and you have him brought to Tony Khan's office. You talk it out right then and there. You don't. You don't say, "Hey," you just don't send a warning. Hey, don't fight, please. You make sure yeah, it doesn't okay, happen. But, okay, but hold on a second. Here's the thing. It's dude. It, look, it's easy to say that, but at the same time, and yeah, and I'm I'm defending this situation because I feel like at the same time, it's not like. CM Punk said, yeah, I'm not going to beef with these guys. I said what I have to say. I'm not going to beef. Uh, yeah, and, and Kenny look, Omega listen, and the Young Bucks were like, oh, we're not going to do that. I understand If the you got an agreement from both men, from both guys, no, it's fine. It's cool. We'll talk it out. And then one of them, in bad faith, was lying the whole time. I don't know. I kind of feel like, That's really? Right. We needed to send armed security out there? I don't think you necessarily need armed security, but you should... I understand the circumstances are completely different. I'm not trying to compare the circumstances of Brawl Out, Scrum Gate, Muffin Mania, the Gripe Bomb with this. I'm not. But given what just I'm happened not. a month ago, I'm not. Given what happened a month ago, uh, I'm sure Tony Khan, maybe, didn't expect violence to ensue at once he walked into the All Out Scrum, Media Scrum, and yet it happened. 
Um, I don't know, you know, you got to prepare for any eventuality, especially when they both say on social media, I understand it's it's easy to text them, uh, do a group text and say, Hey guys, let's be cool. Don't fight. And they just be like, yeah, sure. All right. But you got to have someone around just to make sure shit doesn't hit the fan. Yeah. But here's the thing. I look, you and I, we don't know the placement of people where they were. I mean, obviously Andrade didn't pummel the shit out of Sammy Guevara. Somebody broke this up. Somebody was there to make sure that it didn't get beyond a couple punches. So that much is there. I just don't know how much, you know, people can criticize. And I was one of them yesterday. I'm just saying, if you have an agreement, you can't expect, and maybe going forward now he understands, oh, you can't, DTA, don't trust anybody. But I don't know that that's, Man, you don't know what's going to happen until you're in this situation. And even though, like, a completely different situation led to a fight a month ago, you know, I don't know that you're going to expect it this time around is my point. So, yeah, I think for people who say, oh, this totally could have been prevented, it seems like steps were taken. What we always criticize them for, communicate. Yeah. He did that this yeah. time. Tony Khan yeah. did that this time. Well, he communicated. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Management. And he got, yeah. well, somebody did. And he got, they got an agreement. Yeah, yeah no, no, it's it's cool. We're going to come in and talk. And then Andrade decided. Throw nope. hands. Yeah, Psych. no, I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, I'm not trying to wag my finger at Tony Khan and said, you know, how dare you do nothing. He did something. And I appreciate that. Same time, though. You see what they're saying on social media. This has been like just a long string of backstage beefs, some yeah. of which have turned violent or on the verge of violent. Yeah. Just eliminate the the idea that, that any violence is going to happen. Just say, rather than maybe text them or call them and say, hey, guys, no fighting. Just say to them, hey, when you get to the arena, you're going to check in with security and someone's going to bring you to my office. And we, the three of us, are going to sit down and talk about this. That's my point is rather than just one being, guy are you going to fight? No, on, fine. If like, one guy than, is intent on getting fired, he was intent well, says. on punch. Yeah, but dude, I'll, I'm sorry. I'll put it this way. You're right. If one guy is intent on punching another guy, he'll say and do whatever it takes. I'm not sure if you have, hey, check in with security. Andrade shows up. There's security. I'm not checking in with them. <laughs> I mean, that's entirely, the other way. that's entirely possible. I'm saying if you want to minimize the chances of this going violent, you have him escorted right into Tony Khan's office as soon as they show up. And, and Tony Khan, this, I mean, it's also from my, my vantage point is Tony Khan assuming more of a leadership role other than like, you're going to fight? No, cool. Like, especially well, after Brawl Out. We don't know that that was the, the extent of it. I mean, there might have been a long hashed out chat message that Andrade's laughing his way through. Could be. Could we be. don't know. But my, my point is, my point is, it seemed like it was a little less preventable. It's not like nothing was done. Yeah, exactly. There and to I'm, be not, some I'm, not, I'm not disputing done. that because you know I think last night when we got the first word of it, we were like, how could how could they have just done nothing right. considering yeah. what just happened? And that right. I agree with you. That some I stuff agree happened. With you. Yeah, but in yeah. The, given what has happened, yeah, like I feel like you have to just not be a, a, a situation where you reach out and be like, hey, you guys aren't fighting, right? No, all right, fine, carry on. Like you got to be yeah. a little more yeah. proactive about this. Stuff listen, too. listen to you, Mister Martial Law here. <laughs> Well, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying everybody's on lockdown. You've had two high profile instances of late of people beefing backstage and to some degree it turning violent. Yeah. And if you even sense that this could go in that direction, you can't just be like, hey, you guys aren't going to fight, right? 
<laughs> you know, you, you gotta you, you gotta promise. be proactive about that. And yeah. and Tony Khan, as the leader, has to step up, get those guys in a room, and tell them, "All right, are you gonna work this out? No, all right, then get out of here." So let's talk about what happens next. You got to fly too. I got to yeah. fly in my office. Yeah. What the hell? What happens next? Do you do, like okay? So Andrade intent on committing violence. He's apparently part of Eric Young's new group. He did he come in with a yellow hoodie? Uh, intent on 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 committing violence. Let's say Meltzer's opinion and speculation. Let's say there's some validity to that. All right. This dude is gonna be a menace until he's let go. How do you handle that? I mean, if 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 Andrade's intent, if this is a massive if, this is just based on what Melser said. We have no information to back this up whatsoever. If Andrade is intent, well, it's interesting because in that, in that Moss Lucha interview, he's talking about his contract. And he's like, "Yeah, I like my contract. I, you know, the 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 schedule's better. I just wish I was doing more." It didn't necessarily sound like someone who was chomping at the bit to get out of there. Yeah, right. And he even criticized. I know it's the old schedule; it's not really like that now. But he criticized WWE's yeah. inhumane schedule. Yeah. Too many um, dates. So, anyways, but you know, let's, let's disregard that and assume that yes, he wants out. If he wants out and he's willing to, and if he just said to someone in management, whether it's Tony Khan or Christopher Daniels or someone, yeah, I'm not going to fight, and then cut, then come to the arena and and start throwing hands at Sammy. I mean, you you have to let him go. If that's if the attitude is I'm gonna do whatever I need to do to get out of here, as you said, you can't some minute you can't have that menace backstage. You cannot. Well, let me. You don't think that establishes? And I, I'm not. I'm. This is for the sake of conversation because I don't even know if I have the answer. But like, don't you think that establishes a gnarly precedent? If somebody here, here's the thing about Andrade. I don't believe for a second that Andrade is a needle mover to any great degree. Okay. I think if he goes to WWE, I don't think it, their ratings are going to jump up three hundred thousand or anything like yeah. that. I think yeah. that I think that Andrade is a guy who we haven't really seen his full potential be unlocked. Yeah. Maybe we saw some of that in NXT, I but think I think we, there was a lot more to offer. Yeah, I think we are on the verge of seeing his potential unlocked in NXT, but I don't think we saw. But if he just else. shows up in WWE, I'm not saying he's going to be just another guy. I also don't think he's going to be dethroning Roman anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Maybe he'll be like a mid-card champion type guy, you know, going forward. But I don't think it's as big a coup as some people might think it would be. If you're WWE, A, do you even bother with a guy who, yeah, you've got a good relationship, but he's also shown that if he doesn't want to be in a place, he's going to make a trouble for you. Yeah. And number two, what would then happen if an actual needle mover wanted out and was like, oh, I want to go to WWE because the grass is greener over there. I'm going to start throwing hands with everybody I see. Oh, there's Sammy Guevara. I'm going to deck him. Do you, do you don't think that letting Andrade go establishes a bad precedent for other talent? Well, I, I don't know if it necessarily be a bad precedent. I think if the precedent is, I think if there's a line in the sand drawn where if you escalate something to violence, then you're going to be, you're going to face the consequences for it. Um, and basically any other line of work, except for maybe professional sports, if you get in a fight at work, you're fired, you know? Yeah, I know. But here, that's the thing though. Like that's, that's a good example, except professional sports where there are other teams that are interested in your services. Yes. And I understand that. And, and, and sometimes if, if the fight is, is, is bad enough and the player isn't a superstar, they get cut anyways. You know, it does happen from time to time. Um, sure. Yeah. But if you are a superstar, which 
in this you get, day and you, get age, more, you, know, you get a lot more latitude. Absolutely, you do. I know. I understand that. I understand that. Um, but I, you know, it, it seemingly the AEW locker room after brawl out seemingly kind of got into a better place. Sure. You know, when they had that talent meeting with Mox and, and Danielson and Jericho, and it seemed like, all right, let's tighten things up. Let's stop with the leaks. Let's stop with the beefing. And let's just move on and let's produce a, a, a better show. And then this happens. And I mean, when I get, when there's an instance where a talent just does not want to be somewhere, I'm usually of the, the opinion, then just, and, and I know it might not be sound, a sound business decision. If there's a talent that just absolutely does not want to be there and will make it known and, and, and will do potentially deck somebody to try to find a way out, just let them go. That's just kind of my, I understand the downside from a business perspective, but you know, uh, uh, in total, are you doing more damage to your company rather than good keeping them versus letting them go? That's really the, the proposition you have to get, you have to tell yourself. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think that if somebody, I think that no one person is is so big that you you keep them around. I think that number one again, if you take a look at AEW's numbers this week, did over a million again. I thought it was it seems like a good number for them. Um, seemed to be on the on the right path, and they they still don't have the elite. They still don't have CM Punk. Um, you know, maybe there was some interest because of this stuff, but I kind of feel like the people who this, know about this, news this stuff. Broke. Yeah, this news broke like actually during the show. I didn't see, I haven't seen the quarter hours yet, but it was th like those people yeah. would have been watching anyways. Probably, yeah. Um, so it seems like they're, you know, the interest in AEW does seem to be hopefully on the upswing because I want, I want the company to succeed and I think it will. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think that the lesson is there's, there's no one person, you know, bigger than most. And on top of that, if you're going to be such a dick, and initiate this stuff you got you know as a as a consumer it's i mean look do i like andrade yeah, i like andrade do i find it mildly amusing that he's so <laughs> he's kind of off the wall like this a little bit yeah but if i'm tony khan i'm like i don't want that element in my company if wwe wants to take that then that's the risk they're taking mm -hmm. 
you know, um, but I also don't know that you don't pull events and just freeze them. You know, it's like, hey, if you're going to do this, I'm not going to grant you what you want. Mm -hmm. I'm going to punish you. You're going to stay home and whatever contractually speaking I can do, um, I'm going to do. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Andrade at this point. I don't know if he'll get the message. I don't know if he, I don't know if there's anything Tony Khan can do him contractually that he'll give a damn about besides sitting him at home mm -hmm. and then saying, hey, after whatever a month or whatever, do you want to come back and work? Uh, check in with security when you get here. Because that's the only way you're going to be allowed back in the building. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it remains to be seen. Like, I, there really hasn't been a precedent set in this regard. I mean, the precedent that's been set is Eddie Kingston was suspended a couple of weeks for Pie Face and Sammy Guevara. Yeah, you know, I mean, the uh, uh, Pie Face and is 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 you know, there, there's considerable distance between Pie Face and someone and throwing a couple of punches at him. You and know, decking him, yeah. Um, Especially after you said you're going to be tranquilo about it. Yeah, that you won't come in and be professional about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. Andrade tweeted. I said, I'm not going to come yeah. in and hit you. I'm a, I'm a professional. Como se dice, psych. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, all this, it, I mean, it, and you mentioned this last night when we, we first talked about this news. Um, explained why Sammy Guevara was still on the show and Andrade was at home, assuming this is an accurate narrative of what happened. Um, yeah, right. if, if Sammy was minding his own business, Andrade rolls up to him and starts throwing hands mm -hmm. and, and yeah. even if Sammy did push him, like if Andrade comes up and spins him around and, and is act aggressive and Sammy pushes him, that's understandable, you know? Oh, that's um, keep away from me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then Andrade starts throwing hands. Okay. I get it mm -hmm. now. I mean, you can still have the debate whether Sammy should have been in the main event because it's you still, know, the, yeah. all this at the time still served as a distraction. It did. You, you got to ask yourself, okay, what is better? What is, what, where are your priorities? Your priorities should be telling Daniel Garcia's story, mm -hmm. not, hey, Sammy, you know what? Feel bad about what happened to you. You got run down publicly, and now this dude threw some punches at you. So you're going to pick up this win tonight. I don't know because that whole story hadn't been out there, and the crowd was giving Sammy so much shit. If all this stuff, if the truth, or what we know as the truth here, had gotten out, the crowd wouldn't have been giving him the shit, I don't think, that they were giving him last night because of what, what we know. Probably not, but I don't know if the crowd is really inclined to give Sammy the benefit of the doubt. They're not. No, of course they're not. But at the same time, now at this point, I'm like, okay, Sammy seemingly acted accordingly. You know, I mean, do I want to see him on my TV? No, but I don't think the guy should be punished. No. I don't think he should have not been in that main event. Uh, maybe not given the spotlight that he was given, uh, but uh, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's Tony's company. He could do what he wants. He's, exactly. he's aiming for that Meltzer Booker of the Year. I man. guess maybe just aim for consistently good television, Tony, and maybe the, <laughs> the Booker of the Year award will follow. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, uh, so yeah, talk, there might be some some. Hold on, I got a good transition. Sorry. There might be some changes coming AEW. Let's talk about some commentary changes at WWE, Larson. Yeah, so uh, we got the season premiere of SmackDown tomorrow. Gosh, tomorrow's Friday already. So Dude, in advance I'm telling of that, you, time is going by too quick. Really is. Uh, in advance of that, Variety reported today, and since confirmed by WB, that they are changing up the commentary teams on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT starting this Friday. So Michael Cole and Wade Barrett no will be uh, helming the commentary booth for SmackDown. Uh, Kevin Patrick. Corey Graves will be doing the same Monday Night Raw, and then Vic Joseph will be joined by, yeah, 
Booker T. Can you dig it, sucker? On NXT. So Byron Black is Snow, being, baby. Byron is being moved from commentary. Uh, he'll be doing uh, interviews uh, alongside the returning Kathy Kelly. That's awesome. Kathy Kelly's coming back. That is really cool, yeah. Um, but with the shakeup, uh, it means apparently that Jimmy Smith is finished with WWE. Uh, Smith took to Twitter, comment on his departure, saying, quote, just wanted to say now the story is officially out that my time with WWE is officially done. Had a lot of fun. I met some great people. Really and truly blown away by the acceptance from the WWE fans. You folks made it work every week. Make it work every week, and your enthusiasm was amazing. Um, I thought Jimmy did, all told, a pretty solid job. He didn't detract from the matches. Um, I don't know if he added a ton, but Part of play-by-play, I feel like, is relaying in, 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 in kind of basic terms the story that's playing out in the ring and to get the uh, the uh, the analysts to really fill in the picture from there, you know? Um, yeah. And from that vantage point, I thought he did I thought he did fine. Oh, man, I thought he was fantastic. I, I, I really hope, I hope this was Jimmy Smith's decision to step away, maybe because he's got a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it was his decision and not WWE's because I, I kind of liked his work. I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I I think look, I like Kevin Patrick doing the backstage stuff. Um, hopefully he's going to be good on commentary. Um, but like if given a choice, given what I know between both guys, if I had a choice between Kevin Patrick and Jimmy Smith, I'd go with Jimmy Smith. I thought the funny, the, especially the thing about Jimmy Smith, they were really developing a decent chemistry, those three. Mm-hmm. And especially as it uh, pertains to when more outlandish things, what I always picked up on this, whenever more outlandish things would happen and Corey would be beside himself, he'd be like, guys, can't you see what's happening here? Jimmy Smith would be like, yeah, it's crazy. Like he'd always intentionally undersell it mm-hmm. to make Corey even more infuriated. And yeah. I thought that was a nice little subtle sort of, you know, growth of chemistry we saw between all three of those guys. And I thought I thought Jimmy did add everything you needed to add to solid play by play. I thought it was a, a big contrast between a guy who took away so much yeah. with Adnan uh, Verk, Verk. Verk, who I thought was awful in that role. And uh, and I thought Jimmy Smith came in. He made himself invisible when he needed to be invisible, yeah. and he added to it when he needed to. Thank you. That's so, what I was trying to. That's what I was trying to say. Is is you know like uh, the old adage about baseball is like if you don't notice an umpire, they're doing their job. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I feel like for play by play for wrestling, that's kind of the thing. Is is they kind of guide you through the story being told, and then you got your Corey Graves or your Pat McAfee. To fill in the rest, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, part of it yeah. is is play by play. You're, you're saying this move to that move. This happened. Oh wow, this this here. Uh, why is this? And then you got, you know, Corey or or, or McAfee or, or Booker T. That'll explain the why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no, Jimmy. He he knew his he knew his moves. He knew how to guide the story. Um, I thought he was good. And uh, and so yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. You know, he finds uh, uh, whatever it is. I mean, the dude, he's got a killer resume, so yeah, I'm he sure does. he'll end up doing whatever he wants to do. And one, um, thing, one thing that he did a good job at, and I know that's probably one of the reasons they brought him in, was to make it feel like more like a sporting event. It totally did, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he achieved that 
you know, week after week marvelously. So yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know what Kevin Patrick's background is of his backgrounds in sports broadcasting or, oh, it is. Know. He was doing the soccer stuff. I think, uh, ah. like studio shows, I think. Okay. Um, I think that's where what his background is when I remember reading that when he was hired, but I could be completely wrong. My memory is awful. Um, uh, it's interesting that Vic Joseph is staying in NXT because I think he's really, really good. I think um, he's really good, yeah, as well. I I would not have been sad to see him move up to main roster as mm-hmm. well. Let's talk about Booker T. He's one of Can't our wait. favorites. Can't wait. And I'll be honest with you, anything, anything right now that'll help the NXT product, I welcome. We cover it on a weekly basis, which means we're required to watch it on a weekly yeah. basis. Yeah. And as much as Wade is good, and I'm looking forward to seeing Wade on SmackDown, and I hope when Pat comes back, they just add him to the booth and not get rid of Wade somehow, some way. But, uh, but yeah, no, Booker T doing commentary on a bunch of new kids is going to be outrageous. I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be really good. I think Vic, you know, <laughs> I think Vic Joseph doesn't know what he's in for, and it's going to be awesome. Um, and I think it's going to be entertaining as hell. And, and yeah, it's funny. Like when I woke up this morning, uh, you know, uh, White Brownie, one of our friendos, mm. had had sent me a, a, a tweet about this, and that's how I, I got broke to me. And he said, "Finally, a reason to watch NXT." I was like, "There's nobody in commentary that can then make it make me want to." Well, Booker T is that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wish it was Smack. Could you imagine if they had Cole Booker and oh Pat McAfee gosh. all on SmackDown That'd together? Be amazing. That would be outstanding. Amazing. That'd be so good. Well, maybe we'll get it one day. Maybe, maybe they're on that path. Maybe. Uh, while we're talking NXT, we had an NXT on Tuesday. Uh, a new look for NXT. Gone is the color vomit. Now it's just all kind of yellow and, and kind of orange. Well, still very bright. It's still it it's like the bright. base is the base is white. And now it's a it's like a creamsicle. It's like it's kind of like what we got here a little bit, only a little bit more yellowish. Yeah. Um yeah, it's not it's not a huge departure. The vibe is still the exact same. Roughly the same. The barricades are different. That's the barricades are different. The I think the there's a little bit of a difference in the entrance, but I can't really nail it down. They, they widen it a little that. bit because it was it was always it frighteningly feels like wider, narrow yeah. when someone was trying to do like a suicide dive or tope because the ringside area is very narrow and then the ramp is very narrow. I think they let the entrance breathe a little bit. That's, That's what good. I think it is. Um but otherwise, uh, you know, thematically, atmospherically, however you want to describe it, it's still NXT 2.0. They ditched the 2.0. Um, I, I, you know, I, I kind of want to fast forward six months and see where they're at recruitment wise and just how much they're going to be pushing the NXT UK people. You know, another episode, I believe, I know I was speed running a bunch of this, but I didn't notice Mako there um, again. Um, but you know, we did get a pretty tremendous Ilya package. Yeah, that was really good. I don't, I, you know, I can't get my hopes up. I'd love to see him dethrone Braun Breaker in this triple threat. I get the feeling that whoever dethrones Braun is going to be a true dethroning because he's had the title now for a while. Mm-hmm. He's been the guy basically for the duration of 2.0. Um, I don't remember if Tyler, besides being in the Ilya video package, if Tyler Bate was on the show. No. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's still, it's, it's NXT. It's still just like half the characters. I just have no desire. I can't get into much at all. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, we had the Brawling Brutes on the show last night, which I don't even know why they were there <laughs> to challenge. Yeah, I mean, they didn't they really there. explain. Oh, it's because what? Pretty Deadly took to social media, I think, to talk crap about Sheamus. Oh, okay. That's what they kind of said in the opening segment. So they just wanted them there, so they're like, I don't know, tweet yeah. about them. Exactly. They do what everybody does, tweet about it. Exactly, days. exactly. Um, I mean, even though like the weekly show is kind of hit or miss, Halloween Havoc is shaping up to be a pretty solid card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That triple threat's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. The ladder that match will be really good. The ladder match is going to be really good. I mean, you got Von Wagner in it, but otherwise everybody else is really good. Yeah, why couldn't um, they just have Andre Chase win that bout? He's really over. I know. Oh, but he's not in the match. He's not in the match, yeah. They got Von Wagner instead. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they like Von Wagner. I don't. And I don't even know if they really do. But they do enough to like have him get to the precipice of doing something. And then he doesn't do it, and then they kind of bring him back down the card a little bit, and then they, again, on the precipice, then bring him back down. One of the bigger feuds of the show, of course, is Diamond Mine. Now there's a big stipulation. Julius and uh, and, and, and Damon Kemp are going to be throwing hands. Is that going down at Halloween Havoc? Yep. Yeah, that's Halloween yep. Havoc. But now the stipulation is if Damon Kemp wins – Brutus gets kicked out of NXT. Uh, so, you know, the, the brother is fighting for the brother. Um, dude, is this, is this, they're not splitting the creeds. No. They're not splitting the not creeds, are they? No. Julius is the guy, though. Yeah. Julius is the guy. You know, they're yeah, going to, you know, Shawn Michaels is like, ah, if we could have done the barbershop segment a year earlier, you know? You don't think that's going to be the case? No, 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 not at all. No, Julius is winning this. Brutus is yeah, it's a fun conversation to have, though. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We can just sort of dive into it, sure, I guess. Sure, because so there's a lot going on. This yeah, week. I mean they pack a lot in two hours. So the show opened up Maybe with a uh, pretty deadly. They're dressed in some ceremonial garb, um, and and there's podium in the ring. Yeah, um, they're like uh like uh they the, got the, the powdered like, wigs on and all that. Yeah. Yeah, the powdered wigs. They're like uh, that's how they still do the uh, like uh, judges in in, yeah. in in England. Yeah, they still put the powdered wigs on. Yep, yep. Um, and so they say we're here to address the NXT Commonwealth, um, and then they compare their journey to NXT to the journey of the Pilgrims. Yeah. Um, say they say we're at the top of tag division as two time tag champs, ruling over it with complete impunity. They're on the search for new number one contenders, but. They've already beaten everyone. They have no choice. So they decree that since they don't have a challenger in sight, they be awarded the tag titles forever. That brings out the brawling brutes. Ridge says, yeah, yeah, you sounded pretty tough on social media, pretty deadly. So we're out here tonight to see how tough you really are. And Dunn says, are there any objections to us kicking pretty deadly's heads in? Uh, And then uh, I'm pretty sure that objection is, but the crowd did right. That objection was, uh, Uh, denied or sustained or whatever. Yeah, everybody just said bruiserweight, yeah. Uh, And then uh, Pretty Deadly claimed that they were hacked by Kevin Nash, which was pretty clever. Uh, And then Kevin Patrick and Kevin Owens. And then the Brutes storm the ring, say Pretty Deadly, just talk about how gritty they are. All we ask is that you prove it. Butch says, it's fight night. And then a brawl breaks out, and the Brutes send Pretty Deadly out of the ring. Yep. Uh, Earlier in the day, toxic attraction. Arrive at Performance Center and SUV, Gigi and JC get out. They're basically immediately attacked by Alba Fire. And then Alba gets in the car and then it drives off with the idea that Mandy's still inside. 
but clearly she was not. Otherwise, they would have shown her on camera. I wonder where Mandy was. She's on vacation. Who knows? Day off, uh, Steve. Day yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Carmelo Hayes versus Aro Mensa. Does the fact that Carmelo uh, won this mean anything for Oro Mensa? I don't think he's got a shot at that. Why would you have your new North American champion lose this match uh, if if Oro Mensa? Let's say they wanted Oro Mensa to win the North American match, the ladder match. I don't think they're going to have him lose here. No, he wouldn't have a match against Carmelo him. Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> right? I think this sort of takes him out of the equation, doesn't it? It might mean that Oro might get a spot in the match that – cost mellow the title at that moment you know what i mean right yeah 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 that's a good point yeah that's a good point um so uh oro's going for his finish the corner spinning heel kick trick uh gets mellow out of the way he eats the kick and then mellow hits oro with the code breaker follows with the top rope leg drop to get the win afterwards uh carmelo goes to commentary puts on a headset and says uh people were saying that i was on a losing streak losing streak where he says while well, trick's getting medical assistance I'm going to stay out here and see who's going to be in my ladder match. Yeah. Because the next match so, is Chase versus Von Wagner. Before we got to that, we have a trainer checking out Brutus. Brutus is like, I'm fine. And Julie says, no, nah, tra- trainer needs to look at you to, to make sure you're clear. Trainer's like, this dude's not clear. He's all messed yeah. up. Dude, his whole pack is bruised up. Oh, yeah, it's a mess. So Duke Hudson steps in. He asks who's crying. Julia says, leave. Duke says, oh, I just wanted to see what 10 chair shots to the back looks like. And Julia says, you know what? If you don't step off, I'm going to give you more than 10, and I'm going to see you in the ring tonight. This goes on a little bit longer with yeah. Brutus trying to get up and attack Duke. But, uh, yeah, that just led to a match tonight. Yep. Uh, then we got Andre Chase versus Steve's favorite wrestler, Von Wagner. Von Wagner. Dumpster champ. Uh, so Dumpster Chase hey, is working over hey. Von's leg pretty effectively. Hey, college man. Yeah, um, and then uh, eventually uh, Robert Stone gets on the apron to distract. Instead, he gets slammed, body slammed by Thea Hale on the floor. And so Chase is, like, distracted by all that. Vaughn blasts him in the back, looking for a, a slam of some sort. Chase lands on his feet, rolls up Vaughn, gets a two. He really should have won there. But then Vaughn hits a boot and his finisher to get the win. Then we cut back to commentary with Carmelo giving his take on the winner, and Wesley just flies in. It was great because he did it right on, on, on cue, when Carmella was saying, you know, this ain't going to be Oro's match. It's not going to be Chase's or Von Wagner's match. It's not going to be. And it sure isn't going to be that lump Wesley. <laughs> and right when he's saying his name, in. he just comes flying in out of nowhere. That was cool. That was Yeah, cool. so he, they, uh, the bunch of refs come out to break it up. After that, backstage, we've got Chill Sango watching what's going down with Nathan Frazier. Nathan Frazier. And Sango's like, you know, he's, he's reflective. He's like, man, it should be me out there. He says, but I lost to Von Wagner, and now Von Wagner is going to Halloween Havoc. And Frazier says, yeah, man, you know what? I went down early one nothing to Axiom, thinking I could go down 2 nothing and lose, but I blocked out all the negativity. I tied it up at one to one and uh, and I got a good chance to, to, to win next week and go to that ladder match. And Sanga says, well, you know what, man? If I can't win that North American title, I hope you do. And Frazier's like, oh, man, thanks. I feel like a million bucks now. And then Veer comes. Veer steps up, and they just share a knowing glance, man. Yep, yep. That's going to be if, – if 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 they – if Veer sort of adopts the, you know, chill sangas yes, thing. Yes, yes, I'm looking forward to that, man. I don't, I don't want to be a thing where Veer comes in and be like, hey, where's your intensity, Sanga? No, I don't want that. I don't want that. Chill sangas is great. 
Don't lose. I want Song to be like, "What were you doing out there? You know, coming every week and and, and being say, all intense." Exactly. All that intensity on the main roster. What to get you? You're back here with right. me. Nothing. Let's be chill. Let's be chill. I need to focus. Be chill. Uh, then we got a quick we Lash, a, yeah. Lash Legend promo. She just said, uh, "I, I." Uh, she said, "I dropped Wendy Chu's ass before. I'm gonna do it again tonight because they have a match." Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get Grayson Waller outside the Performance Center. And he's telling security, you have one job. One job. Make sure they have no visions of Apollo Crews. Yeah, man. That's probably what Tony Khan said to security. Hey, you guys got one job. No visions of Andrade. And then he snuck around. Maybe, Andrade maybe. put Hell, on man, some For fucking... all I know, he, he, he said to him, hey, you got to check in with me before you do anything at the show. Come check dude, in with hey. me. Andrade's like, yeah, thumbs up emoji. Andrade got on Jose's uh, shoulders, put on a trench coat. There we go. There we go. <laughs> they snuck into the place, dude. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, after that, we had Wendy Chu versus Lash Legend. Uh, uh, Wendy Chu got the win here. Lash was looking for a corner pump kick. Wendy evaded that, kicked Lash in the leg, followed with a top rope splash to get the win. Wendy Chu is pretty over. She's one of the ones in NXT that I really like. And yeah. even, you know what? I'll be honest. Lash Legend's been out for a year. She's improving. Mm-hmm. Like her promo, I thought I know it was short, yeah. but like got more effective. confidence. Yeah. It's yeah, it's 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 not bad stuff. I think she's coming along. It's gonna be a little while, but I think she's coming along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we had a Wesley interview, and uh, he's like, "This wasn't a statement tonight. It was a receipt." And he seemed really, he was like really hurt by it. He was like, "Man, Melo really tried to crush my skull in the locker and end my career." He says, "But I'm going all out for the North American title. I'd be lying if I didn't say I wanted to get my hands on Melo." And then Stack steps in. He says, uh, "He says, oh, that's the real Wesley. You're ruthless. You hit Don's PCL. The rest of his body went the other way, and his PCL went this way. And Wes says, man, I said I didn't want to win the match that way. And he said, you did it on purpose. Your actions have consequences. Yeah, they have a match next week, I believe. Yep. Uh, then we got a Gallus. Oh, ah. Video package, and they talk about being suspended. But they'll be back soon enough. Uh, apparently, Mark and Wolfgang—they're going after those tag titles because they call out pretty deadly. And then Joe calls out Braun Breaker. It says, "When we get back, it'll be what Gallus, Gallus boys, boys on, top. on top." They should bring that their talk show back. Gallus boys on talk. Gallus they boys were, on talk. What's going on with No M Dar? I don't know. I'm, I miss Maybe, Supernova sessions. Super fun show. Supernova sessions. That's how right? talk show segments should be done. I know. There's charm. There's chemistry. That shit was so good. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a Katana Chance and Caden Carter video package. I actually, I actually quite like this because it seemed very genuine. What are they now? I'll be honest with you. I sort of fast forward through a bunch of this. So it was, it was just talking about their respective backstories. Where yeah. Carter's like talking about how different they are and, and how she wanted to be a wrestler since she was little, uh, whereas Katana, you know, she's a gymnast, did the uh, American Ninja Warrior stuff. And then uh, five years, uh, sorry, and then she had her WB tryout, and then she fell in love with pro wrestling. But then she also talked about the time where she had to step away. And during that, it was then that she realized that her and Caden shared the same goals, and then they were on their their mission to get the tag titles. And then Carter just, there's like a really good moment um, where Katana's talking about stepping away, and like Carter just reaches out and it's like like touches her shoulder or something. It just felt yeah. genuine and real. All right. That's and then like cool. Katana's response, like, oh, see, I I knew you were 
I can't remember exactly what she said, but it was you know yeah. not it was like a joking little thing, but also very genuine. It was it was pretty well done. That's good. So yeah, check it out. All right. They did more of this probably, one video yeah. package to flesh out their characters than anything else. Anything else they have done. I mean, that's the thing. They've already been through like eight different gimmicks. So I know. Uh, I still need to go back and watch Madison Rain say entertainers. Entertainers. That was great. So uh, after that, we had J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan versus Team Cronus, Zoe Stark, and Nikita Lyons. Uh, 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 Team Cronus got the win here uh, with uh, Lyons get, hitting that split pin on I Gigi. I don't get why Zoe. She hits her finish. Could have pinned uh, Gigi right then and there, uh, mm-hmm. but takes the time to go tag in Nikita. So she can do the the split pins thing to get the win. Like I feel like oh. Zoe Stark finish is like more than effective enough to get the win right then and there. Yeah, but they love that Nikita Lyons pin. Like that's that that's like a featured attraction, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's a featured attraction. Like I get it. <laughs> I get it. But I see what you're saying. But I I, I get why they do that, man. Uh, after that, we had a really nice uh, Ilya Dragunov video package. Yeah, this was well done, too. Frustrated. I wasn't the one to unify the UK and NXT titles. He says, opportunities like that happen once in a lifetime. He says, I can't change the past, but I can change the future. He says, Braun is a great champ, but he's a man in Halloween Havoc. Braun's facing a machine. He says, I leave every ounce of myself in the ring, including days, weeks, and months of my career. He says that's something George, uh, J.D. McDonough talks about but doesn't possess. He says he'll suffer a great deal of pain at Halloween Havoc, but it'll be worth it because I'll be champ. Well, yeah, it was really good. I, ho- I hope that's the case. I don't think it's going to happen, but I hope, yeah, that's I hope the it's case. the case, too. I hope it's the case. So then we got a uh, Grayson Waller effect talk show. <sighs> Cora mm-hmm. Jade and Roxanne. So Cora mm-hmm. and Roxanne are there and talk about their match at Halloween Havoc, and they talk about it. Waller will try to interject from time to time to put the spotlight back on him. At one point, he says, I have two scoops. Two weeks' time, they'll do the pick your poison thing, and they can pick the the other person's opponent, uh, and basically the entire WB roster is eligible, not just mm-hmm, NXT. Yeah. yeah. And then second, their match at Halloween Havoc would be spin the wheel, make the deal, which is great, but then he went and spun, spun the wheel there rather than waiting for Halloween Havoc. So he spun the wheel. Oh, he's about to, but there's like a, a mannequin there. With a hood on, mm-hmm. like a Grim Reaper type thing, and he's he he's worried that's going to be Apollo Cruz. He checks yeah. it out; it's not, so he spins the wheels. A weapons wild match, mm. um, and then brawl breaks out in the ring uh, uh, between Cora uh, and Roxanne. Security's in there trying to break that up, and Waller's on the floor watching it. Uh, sorry, he's on the floor; he's in the corner watching it on on uh, streaming it on Instagram Live. Mm. And while he's streaming, he knows it's on his phone that Apollo Crews is on the floor. So Crews oh. pulls him out of the ring and then pulls him under the ring. And then when Waller reemerges from under the ring, his eyes are all bloody. Mm. And his pants are all ripped up. Uh-oh. Oh, geez. What a mess. There was like a cat under there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after that... <laughs> <laughs> Somehow a feral cat got into the PC and it was it's under like, the ring. Huh? It's like that scene in fucking uh, Talladega Nights when uh, Will Ferrell has to get in the car. It's got like a jaguar in it or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to get in there, Dad. <laughs> got to get in there, son. Uh, after that, we uh, Schism is yelling at that uh, lady in the red hoodie and the yellow mask. And, uh, you know, what's his face? Gibson's like, do you know how difficult it is? We're trying to do our mission. Our mission is just to pass out buttons. 
He's I like, know, you should have... be concentrating on this mission. Like, they're just these little smiley buttons. Who cares? I know, you can go to buy a dollar store and get them. And yeah, exactly. And Gacy's like, we're not mad. We're just disappointed. You need to do better. Uh, and then we had uh, Julius Creed versus uh, Duke Hudson. This is pretty quick. Uh, yeah, Creed won. Yeah, it was. Uh, with his sliding quick. clothesline. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was. I was kind of surprised. Uh, so Brutus comes to ringside. He attacks Duke. Brutus tosses Duke in the ring. Hits some ground and pound. Julius gets him off. Brutus goes right back to it. And then Damon Kemp shows up on the platform. He congratulates Julius on his win tonight. He says things are going to be a bit different at the Halloween Havoc. And Brutus says to Kemp, get down here, I'm going to beat your ass. And then Kemp says, uh, you had your match. Now it's your brother's turn. And Julius says, you know, I'll be my brother's keeper. He says, you're too arrogant. You can't wait. Or he says, I can't wait. And Kemp's like, uh, he says, you'd be arrogant too if you were this talented. He says, you might be your brother's keeper, but your brother's my bitch. He says, I'm so confident that if Julius said, if you win at Halloween Havoc, I'll give Brutus another match under one condition. He says, I got things I want to accomplish around here, and I can't do that with Brutus all over the place. So if you lose, Julius, Brutus got to leave NXT. And then Brutus is like, he accepts. He accepts. And Julius thinks about it. He's like, yeah, okay, that's cool. He says, I don't like to be cold-hearted, but when the circumstances call for it, I got ice in my veins. He says, it's not going to be good enough to pin you or submit you. He says, I got to send you out of here the same way you sent Roderick Strong out. It's going to be an ambulance match. So, yeah, it's going to be an ambulance there. Just a full month of WWE gimmick match pay-per-views. Oh, so many stipulations. You got that right. Then we had a J.D. McDonough video package. He's, like, watching a bunch of different video screens, a bunch of different stuff happening. He says, Braun and Ilya are the same. They're going to go out there and see who is the toughest. Um, He says, I'm going to let them tear each other apart because of Halloween Havoc. The smartest man is going to walk away champion. That I know is not going to happen. I mean, it's yeah. not going to be Jordan Devlin. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> After that, uh, we got Seth Rogen, Hank Walker getting a pep talk from security. Uh, I still don't have any wrestling gear here. What's up with that? I've got these fucking jeans on. <laughs> so he's got his first match as a contracted NXT wrestler. Yeah. His buddies give him a little bit of shit. You know, they're all joking around like, oh. And, uh, and then Quincy Elliott steps in. He's like, hey, Hank. Watch out for Zion Quinn because I kind of pissed him off last week. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Uh, then and then Hank is like, oh, I gotta go fucking get ready for my match. <laughs> then we have an axiom premise. Fool's wearing that same turtleneck that he did when he was clearly a kid. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Except he has that mask on. I know. He's like, so he's like, next week is a final match in best of three with Frazier. The first two matches were so close. They could have gone either way. I expect this one to be closer. And you try to make an analogy between like comic books and the story and how he gets to write Stupid. the final chapter and this one or something like that. You know what they should do? They should wonk that finish and send them both to that ladder match because they'd both make it better. Yeah, that's true. That Get is Von true. Wagner out of there. That's what you should do. You got that right. Zion Quinn versus <laughs> <laughs> Hank Walker next. Uh, so Zion gets the win here after sidestepping a corner boot. Kicks Hank in the leg. And then uh, hits a flying forearm for the finish. Uh, and then Zion is looking for another of those forearms. And then Quincy Elliott comes to the ring to make the save. And he gives uh, Seth Rogen a big pat on the booty. Oh, that was pretty cute. But, like, what the fuck? It's funny because Wade Barrett was talking about this, too. Ring gear. 
just young lion attire, a singlet, something. I know. I know. It looked like I, I mean, one last week it worked or two weeks ago it worked. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, it's an impromptu thing. He's exactly. not ready. This doesn't make any. This doesn't make any sense. I think they just like the moment where he gets like fired up and takes his shirt off. I think that's it. That's yeah, it. I know, I know. And he's got like the sort of the every man dad bod thing going, which is cool. But like, I don't know if it doesn't make any sense. Why are you doing it? You yeah, know? I know, I know. But it's kind of like the Nikita Lions thing. It's like, yeah, they wanted that cool moment, and he's going to be the every man. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, he can still be every man and still come to yeah. the ring and you know like wrestling attire. Well, that's Something. the thing about Kevin Owens. He wears yeah. fucking literally what I wear during the summertime. Same. Sleeveless shirt and basketball shorts. Same. Same. Yeah. Uh, then Cameron Grimes, he's backstage. He walks up to the woman in the red hoodie and says to her, you don't have to deal with Grimes. And while he's making his case uh, that she doesn't have to deal with Grimes, sorry, with Gacy, uh, schism attacks, uh, Drake, what's his name now? <laughs> Uh, Jagger or something? Jagger yeah, whatever. Reed? It's James Drake. Hits, hits him with a garbage can, then Joe Gacy takes it, and he blasts Grimes over the back with it, and he tells the woman in the red hoodie, job well done. Welcome to Schism's tree. Jagger Reed and... Rip Fowler. That's Gibson. Thank you. Thank you, Rip Fowler. I know Rip Fowler. I'm surprised I even knew one of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed. Uh, <laughs> After that, we had the brawling brutes in the locker room. Briggs and Jensen step in to wish them good luck, and they're like, hey, man, we'd like a, a shot at those titles if you win those tag titles. And then a no-fan blade walk in. They say the exact same thing. And Ridge is like, let me guess. You want a first shot of the titles. And Briggs is like, hey, get in line. Everybody arguing. Everybody's arguing. And then Butch starts hitting the wall with a chair. Yeah. Ridge tells Briggs and Jensen, if you guys want a shot of the title, you got to bring that same aggression you brought against Gals. And then you two and no-fan blade, you need to get serious. Yeah, that's pretty much and it. And we had, oh, yeah, Braun Breaker interview. Join yeah. Devlin and Ilya and train as much as you want. Halloween Havoc's going to be a dog fight. And then Javier Bardell steps in and asks, uh, why would you make the match at Halloween Havoc a triple threat? Same time of match where you lost the title. He's like, how are you? He's like, my temper got me in that first triple threat. My pride got me into this one. Xavier, your stupidity is going to lead you to requesting a match against Bardell next week. Yeah. 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 So he's yeah, going to yeah, fucking yeah. annihilate Javier yeah, Bernal. Javier Bernal is going to get wrecked. Just annihilated. Uh, then we got our main event Brawling Brutes Why versus. Why are you named after Carl Oil? <laughs> uh, Brawling Brutes versus Pretty Deadly. This is a fun bout. Uh, Pretty Deadly got the win. So uh, at one point, Prince, Elton Prince, takes a swing at the ref to just get himself DQ'd. Well, mm-hmm. the ref ducks that. So then Pete Dunn sends him out of the ring. Brawling Brutes hit their finisher on. On Prince. That doesn't make any sense. Um, uh, uh, anyway, so Vinci, Giovanni Vinci runs. I don't know how they can knock Prince out of the ring and they hit their finish on them. Bad note <laughs> taken from old Larson here. So then Giovanni Vinci runs to ringside to distract Ridge while he's like in the midst of – like he's delaying to cover him because Vinci's supposed to run out for the distraction. Pete Dunn's like, cover him. What are you waiting yeah. for? Cover him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he finally does, or he's about to, and then uh, he's distracted by Vinci. Uh, Pete Dunn slides on out of the opposite side of the ring to go after Ludwig. Uh, so eventually, Prince rams Dunn into the apron and then back in the ring, pretty deadly hit Ridge with spilled milk to get the win. Just for old time's sakes, I would have loved to see Vinovici go. Yeah, and yeah, Vittoria. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sadly, Anyways. I don't think we're going to see that ever again, Steve. 
I know. We only got like what? I don't know. A couple of weeks of it. Oh, it was more than that. It was like a month, maybe. What a bummer. We got a couple of questions here. We got a couple minutes left. Timor Rockman oh, wow. asks, uh, what does Von Wagner have to do for you guys to do a full 180? It's all character stuff. Some self-awareness, some definition as to who he is and what his motivations are. A little bit of comedy thrown in and then I'll probably be good. If he actually embraced the dumpster champ aspect of things and got a title. I'd go a thousand percent in on him. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Then the self-awareness level yeah. there is off the charts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm the dumpster champ. Uh, you know, he shows up eating like he's like chewing on a banana peel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Vaughn, what are you doing? The dumpster. Get my champ. protein in. Get my protein in. I found this by my dumpster. Like there's no protein in a banana peel. <laughs> he starts licking the insides. <laughs> You're disgusting, Von Wagner. Uh, ants Blake. on that thing. Uh, yeah, that, that's the protein. There's ants on there. <laughs> yeah, pro, that's where the protein is. I, I ate a cockroach earlier. <laughs> uh, Blake Whitehouse <laughs> says, with the exception of the New Day, which wrestlers on SmackDown on Raw could you see transitioning to a great commentator if they get injured or step away from competition? There's a lot. Miz, Kevin Owens, Kevin Sammy Owens, Zane. Sammy Zane. Um, God, most of them, to be honest. Yeah, really. Any, any of the like, good talkers. Xavier could, Woods would be like a next level guy. Yeah, yeah, anybody who's like already a really good talker. Like we saw with Samoa Joe. Top tier oh talker. God. Went to commentary. Seems. Brilliant at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nikhil, who else from main roster not being used should go back to NXT? Give me a program with Mustafa Ali and Carmelo Hayes. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. Uh, Alex Foster says, "Is I'm am I the only one who doesn't want NXT to sign too many indie talent? He says, as cool as it would be in theory, I don't, I don't want it to become like it used to be. Uh, so I don't know about anybody else. I can only speak for myself. I like how it used to be because we used to have the buzziest fucking takeovers and really amazing matches uh, and characters that came in with a, a, a de- defined character. And then we got to see them mix it up. And it was all about, oh, who's going to be in the crowd? No, yeah. I, I I don't know about anybody else. I'm about it. I mean, uh, for the most part, I would prefer that iteration of NXT as opposed to what we got now. Um, but I think... And I understand maybe in the past they might have leaned too heavily on bringing in indie names. Because for a while there, it seemed like it was like the developmental aspect of NXT was was ba- basically accounted for like 5% of TV time. Yeah, right, right. You right. know, and it seemed like by and large, it was indie names there um, being brought in to carry the show. Um, I understand if the goal is they want this new NXT to focus more on the developmental aspect of it. Mm. I get that. And I think you can incorporate that aspect into to a certain degree, what made NXT good to begin with mm-hmm. um, or NXT 1.0. I just don't I mean for me, it's just the stories, mm-hmm. you know, it's the stories and they try to jam. I feel like too much into every episode. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying we need three 20 minute, awesome five-star matches every episode. I want variety, mm-hmm. but I feel like they're trying to so hard to develop these characters and to try to tell stories but not a whole lot of it is hitting right now. Maybe it just if you, mm-hmm. they simplify things and say, all right, we're going to have five matches on the show. We'll give you three really good ones. We'll give you two uh, with some uh, 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 more developmental talents to showcase their characters and what they can do. You know, you keep the developmental aspect of it 
and and you highlight still predominantly the best wrestlers on the show. And yeah, I have some promos and and, and, and pre film vignettes to develop character. I just feel like at this point, instead of trying to do more, strip it down, do less. Focus so, on what really is really working and focus on what's really working for the characters they've developed. The the problem is, dude. Number one, you got to start with the wrestling. The wrestling has to be good. Yeah. Because there's just too much other stuff. Here's the problem. I'm looking at who was on showing up on, and you're right. They packed a lot on TV last night. I'm looking at who's showing up on TV, and it is hugely outnumbered green wrestlers to stellar wrestlers. Like, I don't know. What, what are we looking at here? I mean, I've, I've never been. I, I like Pretty Deadly as an act. I think they're funny. Um, they've got charisma. They're okay in the ring. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're good. Mm-hmm. They're not like great, but they're good. So I'm fine with them. But I don't know. If you look at if you look at the rest of them, like, okay, we had Carmelo Hayes versus Oro Mensa. Oro Mensa is a really good wrestler. We yeah. both love Carmelo Hayes. Absolutely. Andre Chase versus Von Wagner. You got one of them can't wrestle a lick. Um who else? Wendy Chu's a good wrestler. Lash Legend's still learning. Uh, what is this? Uh, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan, both good wrestlers. Zoe Stark's good. Nikita Lyons is is all right. We know what she brings to the table, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Grayson Waller is just a con- he's just a, a talk show, and that's boring. Yeah. Julius Creed, the, like the Creeds are good. Duke Hudson's sort of one-dimensional. Like, Maybe, like I said, in six months when Axiom's mask is off yeah, and, and Nathan Frazier is getting more TV time, but then you have like Zion Quinn and Hank Walker. Zion Quinn is the veteran there. I know. And he's not good. So like I, I do kind of, and then on top of that, your champion is Braun Breaker and there's no Tyler Bate. There's no Mako Satamora. Gallus is suspended. So maybe the, like if the entirety of the roster has the talent there for that. Mm-hmm. The problem is they're showcasing to a wide degree yeah. the people who don't have those wrestling skills. Yeah. And that's what I and, said. You do three good matches that, that showcase you know your marquee talent, and you have two, maybe three, shorter matches focused on developmental talent. You know, so they, they're still getting their TV reps. They're still getting their TV time. They're still getting an opportunity to develop characters and grow as performers for a television product, not just at the PC or on the road, not to say those aren't important because they are, um, but they still need that TV time of those reps. But you're not leaning on that almost exclusively, you know? Yeah. You could do, yeah. you, you could even things out a bit more to give us 55% essentially of what made NXT 1.0 great and then keep 40, 45% of what you're doing now. Yeah, I mean it's 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 likely that they'll do that. Um, I just you know when I think of of NXT 1.0, it had compelling stories and it had phenomenal wrestling. Mm-hmm. And right now the stories are not compelling and the wrestling's not phenomenal. Um, and honestly, like yeah, the stories boil down to Shawn Michaels. The wrestling boils down to the wrestlers. And if you don't load up with wrestlers who know how to tell a story in the ring. And who have the characters already set so that you can then springboard stories off to. For all I know, the stories have been shit because Shawn Michaels is like, well, these are brand new characters. I don't even know where to start with these people. Like, oh, you're a, you're a college professor. 
or a college, I get the head of a college university or whatever Chase U is. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get they come out and people, they're over because they do the sign and, and they're funny. Well, then Andre Chase like, is really good, too. And he's a really good wrestler, but it's like, how do you, how do you tell a story with that level of a comedy act? It's not yeah. easy. I know no, you can not. do it. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, is it, is it character? Is it stories? Yeah, but stories can sometimes spring from characters you really understand. Absolutely. And the bottom line is like the 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 wrestler, the good wrestler to like green wrestler ratio is so out of whack in NXT. That's why I'm in favor of them signing up as much really good indie talent. I, the ratio was before where you'd have two matches with developmental people and then uh, three matches. That's what it used to be. It used to be like three matches that are bangers, and then a couple that are mm -hmm. you know de quicker developmental matches. That's that's what 1.0 was. Mm -hmm. So I say go back to that. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with the bright set now. Like, it's not the color vomit. I'm yeah, cool with that. It's not. It's not. It still seems I'm, too I'm, bright for me. It is a bit too bright. They could vary that up a little bit. It's but like, it was too dark before. <laughs> yeah, there's it a was, happy medium there where, where they can yeah. bring the house lights down on like 25. percent Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, make. I don't know. I mean, they rely on LEDs too much. Yeah, like, I feel like with know? all the bright colors, especially now that it's not the whole variety of the color palette it's gonna like burn in on 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 the t on somebody's tv or something yeah i know i know it is it's too bright i don't know what you do about that i mean it'd be Tone nice it if they filmed you do about it <laughs> well i mean it'd be nice if they could like film it in like a cool location like if they found a neat warehouse somewhere yeah well i mean that's essentially what that is is a warehouse no i know and that i would literally i was just thinking that i'm like that's when i went there that's what it looked like it was just a warehouse mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so i don't know maybe just take all the leds out of there and just have the bleachers and then have like well get rid of the the leds on the top of the building where the, yeah with, right with the the silhouettes of people and stuff like that get rid of that stuff just have that dimly lit have a have a practical stage like have like instead of like the giant led board have like some cool shit on the stage i don't know yeah a replica of stonehenge that's good that's a start <laughs> Yeah, that's the start. Some know. old cars, <laughs> right? And they give one away to the audience. Do a exactly. giveaway every episode. Yeah, yeah. do a giveaway but every so, episode. Somehow, some way, no one ever wins one. Yeah, right. No, well, nobody wants it. That's why. Anyways, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs>